is we, my song. Let's stand my praise. For it was grace that bought my liberty. And I do not know just why he came to love me so. Well, he looked me on. Well, my fault and saw my need. Are you thankful for that? Amen. And I shall forever lift mine eyes to Calvary to view the cross where Jesus died for me. How marvelous the grace that caught my falling soul. Well, he looked beyond, well, my fault and saw my needs. I shall forever. And I shall forever lift mine eyes to Calvary to view the cross where Jesus died for me. How marvelous the grace that caught my falling soul. He looked beyond my fault and saw my needs. Well, I can't.
I don't know just what to do. I will cast all my cares upon you. It is no secret what God What he's done for others, yes, he'll do for you. With arms wide open, he will pardon you. sing it again. Yes, it is no secret what my God can do. Now what He's done for others. Yes, He'll anything that we need. Amen. If we just go to him in prayer. I want to welcome you uh, all to the service this morning. Um, we're going to open the service in a word of prayer. And I'm going to ask Brother uh, Peter Coffey if he'll uh, come and open the service in a word of prayer. We've got quite a few folks. I've got a fairly long list uh, this morning of uh, folks that are uh, sick or uh, not or away. Um, so um, we want to remember uh, the Pritchards, Brother Ben and Sister Rachel. They were here this morning and then had to leave uh, quickly because uh, her dad was just admitted into the hospital. So I don't have any more details other than that, but we want to keep uh, Sister Rachel's father in prayer. Um, uh, we want to keep uh, Brother Matt uh, across. He, uh, he's not here this morning. Brother Tom Ward is dealing... Uh, with this uh, virus, not the COVID one, but the uh, the viral one of the cough. Uh, so we want to remember him in prayer. He's not doing well. Uh, the Browns, Brother Jaron, uh, Sister Chanel, they're away. Uh, the Whitlocks uh, are not here. Sister Shirley is still, uh, Buchanan is still dealing with the, the same thing of uh, this cough. So we want to remember her in prayer. We want to remember... Uh, Sister Christy, uh, in prayer, she's not here. I ask you to remember my youngest uh, daughter, Emma. She's got the same thing. Um, 
this cough, and uh, she's at home. It's gone through our family uh, fairly hard, uh, so it um, seems like each child gets it at a different time. Uh, so I'd ask you also to remember my wife uh, in prayer as well as she's been taking care of everybody. Um, and then uh, i got a prayer request here. Brother Joe Paschal has got an appointment on Tuesday, uh, so we want to remember him in prayer. Uh, as Brother Peter comes, let's sing that song, He Paid a Debt He Did Not Know. I'm thankful that he paid a debt. Amen? Um, aren't you? Amen? He paid a debt He did not owe I owed a debt I could not pay I needed someone To wash my sins away service in earnest, we, we just ask, Lord, that you forgive us of our sins and our mistakes, our failures, Lord, from the week past, all the things that we've maybe done or said that weren't pleasing to you, Lord, we place them under the blood this morning and ask that you look at us through your blood, Lord, we pray that you look at our, our motives and our heart, Lord, and, and not necessarily our actions. That's what we always want to do before we begin each service, Lord Jesus, knowing that we want to come clean and whole before you. Lord Jesus, this morning we have so many needs that have been brought forward, so many important needs, urgent. Lord, and we think of the Pritchards today on their way back. I think of Sister Rachel's dad who's in the hospital right now in her emergency care. We just lift him up before you, Father. Pray, Lord, that you go to his side in that hospital room. Bless him, Father, Lord, and touch him abundantly. Lord, we'll be sure to give you all the glory and praise and let it be a witness to him as well of your mercies and grace in his life, Father. Is raised up from that bed. All the other needs, Father, that were brought forward this morning, we just commit each one to you. We thank you for those who are recovering, those who are getting better, and those who are still sick with the flu and, and different viruses and sicknesses, those who might be traveling, those who are streaming this morning. We commit each and every one of them to you and pray you bless each one. We know their heart's desire would be to be here this morning with us. Lord Jesus, we commit the entire service into your hands and pray you Bless the minister as he speaks to us this morning, Lord. Help us to have receiving hearts ready to hear what you'd have for us to, to hear and to receive. We commit the entire day in our fellowship, our conversation, all of it totally into your hands, Lord. We love you. We thank you. We just want to tell you how much we we thank you again for your blessings to us and your grace. In your wonderful name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks, Brother Peter. Turn and shake hands with those that are around you. We're going to sing uh, Take Up Your Cross. Just remain standing, though. I'm doing things a little different. Don't have your seats. Take up your cross and follow Jesus. We'll take up your cross 
Take up your cross and follow Jesus. Thank you. 
Amen. Enjoy that. Thank you, Sister Florence. Uh, Brother Keith is going to sing next for us while he's getting ready. Uh, quick announcement uh, here. There will be a children's choir practice at 3.30. Is that in the sanctuary? I don't know who's... Yes. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, there will be a children's choir practice at 3.30 in the sanctuary this afternoon. Amen. That song speaks so much truth. That gives me such hope. He can make the vilest sinner clean. Amen. That's so wonderful. One race that I certainly have to make sure by God's grace that I finish. Lord, I'm going through. Lord, I have started to walk in the light. Shining upon me from heaven so bright. Oh, I obeyed the world and its follies ado. I've started in Jesus.
Let's sing that song. Thank you, Brother Keith. Let's sing that song, um, Shout to the Lord. My Jesus, my Savior. Amen. My Jesus, my Savior, Lord, there is none like you. All of my days, I want to praise the wonders of your mighty love. My comfort, my shelter, a tower of refuge and strength at every breath. All that I am never cease to worship you. Shout to time, my Jesus, my Savior, my Jesus, my Savior, Lord, there is none like you, all of my days, I want to praise the wonders of your might. My comfort, my shelter, a tower of refuge and strength. Let every breath, all that I am, never cease to worship you. Shout to Power and majesty, praise to the King. Mountains bow down and the seas will roar at the sound of your name. I'll sing for joy the work of your hands. Ever I'll love you, ever I'll stand. Nothing compares to the promise.
special and then uh, Ethan if you can come at this time and immediately after that we're going to get the double blessing of having brother Peter come up again he's got something to uh, talk to everybody about
So I'll throw up my hands and praise you again and again. For all that I have is a hallelujah, hallelujah. No, it's not much. I've nothing else fit for a king except for a heart singing hallelujah, hallelujah. And so I throw up my hands, praise you again and again. All that I Awesome. I enjoyed all the specials, and I'd like to say uh, Ethan learned some of that in Sunday school, but he didn't. So I take no credit for it, but that was fantastic. Thank you. All right, so it's my honor and pleasure here this morning to do a Sunday school update for you. It's been a couple months. So I look back, it was May last time I stood here and did this, so um, we're overdue for it for sure. And I think last time we said we were going to do a newsletter, that fell through the cracks right away. So we decided to uh, just do an update like this and do it every, every couple months, maybe every quarter, at the most, um, twice a year, probably, we'll, we'll end up. So fourth quarter 2022, we'll, we'll call, call it that and go with it. Uh, so I've got a couple items to talk about, and then I've got some pictures of youth events and things like that at the end, because I realize that a lot of you don't get the opportunity to interface with us very much. You don't see what's going on in the fellowship hall. Um, you may or may not ask your kids what's going on in Sunday school. And some of you older ones may not have any idea at all. So this is for you to be able to see a little peek and a little window into what we're doing, what the program is like, and uh, some of the experiences that we've had over the past year, I'll say, really, because I included a lot of that in here. So uh, first off, though, let's cover some business. We've got some general items, and we're good to go here. So for 2023, I'm excited about a couple of things we're going we're gonna to try to do, and one of those is some youth events for the less than 13-year-olds, because a lot of times they get left out, right? We do youth events all the time. Not all the time, but we do youth events. And the sub-13-year-olds, you know, my, Henry came to me this week and said, Dad, why don't we have my class come together and we'll do a fire and go fishing in the creek. And you know, so they're thinking about that too, and it would be great to include them. So we're thinking about that, um, hoping to do a couple of those types of events in 2023. And uh, Sister Rachel Pritchard has the lead on that, so stay tuned. That will be, that'll be exciting. Um, that will be in addition to our uh, events for the older youth as well. Our classes take offering. And, and by the way, I'm going to try to keep this at 10 minutes, okay? So just or less. So just hang with me. We'll get through it. Uh, in our classes, we take offerings every week, and uh, that accumulates. Actually, accumulates fairly quickly, more than what you'd expect. So we appreciate that. Thank you for arming your kids. Um, the plan for this year for our offering is to uh, send Sunday school class material to the Sunday school in Arusha, Tanzania. So there's a big delegation going over in early December, 
and the kids are going to uh, make up packets for those Sunday school uh, kids, maybe write a little note and slip it in the packet as well, and uh, bless the kids in Tanzania. We're talking pens and pencils, paper, candy, um, such the like. So that, that's what we're planning to do this year for, um, for the use of our offerings. So we're looking forward to that. And hopefully we'll get some pictures back and some feedback from the folks in Tanzania too. That would be great if we, can, if we can get that, and I'll be sure and share that out and communicate it as well. Uh, older youth events. So um, first of all, a plug from, from my wife, Sister Rachel. If it wasn't for her, there would be no older youth events. Um, just, I'll just be honest and say that. So we appreciate her work. We'll do the best we can to communicate those out as early as possible. Sometimes they've been slightly short notice, and I apologize for that. But uh, doing the best we can, we even thought about, you know, go ahead and laying those out for 2023 on a calendar, getting those to you so you've got them. We can plan them out in the future. So uh, we'll see. But we're enjoying those. Those are going really, really well, at least from my perspective. hope that everybody else says the same thing. All right, for the parents. Parents, lock in on me here for a second. This is important. So remember that Sunday school is a supplement. I want to always take the opportunity to, to mention this. We as a Sunday school group, the, the teachers, are a supplement to what we hope and trust is taking place at home. So the teaching that's occurring at, at the house, week in, week out, is what's most important. We're there for, what, 45 minutes a Sunday, a week. So we've got a small window and opportunity to interject uh, some good, good things into your child's lives. But again, it's a supplement. So I want to stress that and always encourage that. Please do everything you can to be on time. Uh, you can imagine how rough it is for a teacher if they're doing a craft and, and have got a lesson planned for 45 minutes and a child comes 10, 15 minutes late. Then you kind of got to backtrack with that student. you gotta, you got to start over and, and get out the glue and start from the basics and teach them what's going on, catch them back up to speed and so forth. Or for my class or whether Aaron, if we're doing uh, you know, some announcements in the beginning and then we roll into the lesson and so on and so forth, they've got to go back and make sure everybody's up to speed and aware. So do the best you can. We, we would greatly appreciate that. It makes a, makes a big difference um, to us teachers for sure. Please ensure your kids bring their Bibles. That's important. Sister Laura in particular is enforcing that, hey, we come to church, we bring our Bibles. So if you could help us do that, that would be much appreciated. It's taken me a little bit uh, to get used to to everybody saying, you know, who's got your Bibles and phones whip out. You know, it's just it's, it's different. It's okay. It's different. All right. Um, some of us parents like to, since we're getting here early, uh, slip into the uh, fellowship hall and make some coffee or tea or whatever else and, and have that as you're waiting for Sunday school to wrap up and for the sanctuary to, to be open. Uh, if you do that, that's no problem. That's why the fellowship hall is there. Again, I'd ask you just to be as early as you can and be as discreet as you can. So slip in, do your thing in the kitchen, and slip back out if you would. It's, you know, every head. And we've done what we can with the dividers. You've seen the gray dividers. And they work pretty well, but if a kid is, a child is not behind a divider, every time the door opens, you get that motion, right? And then everything slows down, and so it is what it is. So I wanted to mention that. We wanted to mention that to you. All this is from the teachers, not from me. Above all, bring them to Sunday school. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to share some slides and pictures here coming up next of um, what's going on in the program and what folks are doing, what some of the teachers have. And, um, you know, just know that every week there's a teacher out there that is uh, preparing a message-based uh, biblical Sunday school lesson for your child for free. All you got to do is show up at 10:15 on Sunday morning. That's it. Bring them. So you kids too. Hey, you guys, do your job. Make sure you're ready. Get your parents up and out of bed, and and find your shoes the night before. Do all those things, and uh, that'll help your parents. Don't don't leave it all to them, right? Okay. So, I hope that's okay. 
Ages three to five, Sister Rachel Pritchard. This was a change we made last year after some feedback, plan to check adjust. Uh, we made some changes in the age group, and it's working out really well. So, Sister Rachel, here's a list of some of these topics that I want to go through. These are just fantastic. Learning and acting out Old Testament stories. Moses in the Red Sea, Lazarus, Ruth, and Naomi, many more. She didn't, she didn't list them out. Fruits of the Spirit, some of the topics uh, that she's going through. And there's Sister Annie uh, making a snack. Maybe that's a craft. Let's, let's go with craft. Uh, a couple of shots from their, from their uh, uh, group and their sister Hope doing the same thing. So it's just fantastic. Sister Julia, uh, whose birthday is today? Happy birthday, Sister Julia. Listen to these topics. Who God is and who we are. Getting more familiar with the Bible. Memorizing the books of the Old Testament. Becoming Christian detectives. And it's great. If you go out there, if you sneak out and take a look, sometimes you'll see Sister, Sister Julia in a, uh, her detective outfit. And it's just it's, it's really cool. We learn lessons from Bible stories, searching out clues to find out what God is teaching us, getting involved in understanding our church's missionary work, hiding God's word in our hearts, memorizing Bible verses. We'll, we'll look at that in a second. Study of Genesis, study of the life of Moses. Fantastic, just fantastic content. Here's Sister Julia with uh, some of her contingent from that day. Love that shot. Here's some of the kids out playing by the street. Um, but it's... It's a good opportunity for me to also thank our helpers. So Sister Miss Whitlock, Sister Keisha, and Sister Rachel are assistants in the class. They're also the backup, so if one of the teachers is gone, they back it up. And uh, so here's Sister Rachel out there um, shielding them from the cars and so forth. <laughs> they, they play an important role, so we appreciate that. Sister Julia wanted me to throw in some recognition. So kids, listen up here. This is great. This is memorization that she... Uh, pushes in her class, which is just fantastic. So with the 12 sons of Israel, we could have any of these guys. They're all guys. I noticed that this morning as I was putting these in. So girls, you got some work. We could have any of these guys come up, and they could recite these things for us just like that. I know they could. The 12 sons of Israel, Miles, Samuel, Theodore, Anthony, Old Testament books, Anthony, Titus, Titus, male, Bible verses, and this is an assortment of Bible verses, right, over, over a duration. Anthony, Miles, Joey, Theodore, Titus, and Titus Clayville as well. So that's awesome. Good job, guys and girls. Yeah, give them a hand. It's pretty fantastic. All right, Sister Laura's class, ages 9 to 12. Uh, Character traits of a Christian, finding God's instruction to us in his word, integrity, a teachable spirit, self-discipline. Again, just just fantastic content. Speaking of self-discipline, this was their activity. That took some self-discipline for sure, and you can see some, some proud faces there. Uh, this, I believe, is the uh, putting on the whole aluminum armor of God, and it looks like it looks like boys against girls, and that's Sister Annabelle under there too, so that's just, that's great. Love it. All right, my class, um, some of the topics, and this, this goes back a ways. Study of the book of Judges, we took, I don't know, six weeks, went through, it's fascinating. Think on these things, the scripture in Philippians, uh, anxiety, rumors, Responding to criticism, spiritual maturity, standing together, prayer and praying through, strength versus wisdom. You know, the, the, you're young and dumb and poor, uh, but you've got lots of energy and strength versus those who are got more money and more wisdom, but they're lesser in strength. And so that, that graph goes like this. And, how do, you know, how do, we, how do we extract some of each from, from each and, and move forward together? Uh, dealing with reputation and how important that is and how to maintain it. Uh, how to deal with gossip. How to... Uh, move forward in life with personal diligence. All, all, all uh, been been good topics. We've really enjoyed it. I don't have any pictures for my group. 
pound sign fail for, for this teacher. All right. Age is 18 plus. Aaron Nigamaza. Uh, he sent me a very abbreviated list, but Daniel, the last four kingdoms, the book of Revelations, present time, and I know he's starting in on the church ages as well, I think, soon. Uh, so I'd like to be in Brother Aaron's class. This is Brother Arne uh, with a torch there assisting Brother Rapp. So we've really enjoyed having Brother Rapp quit from Ohio come down. Um, and he's done done a couple of uh, events with our 13 and up group. And each one is based around like a science or chemistry theme. And it's just been really, really good. They're always very entertaining, as you can see. And they bring out just an excellent point. I wish I had half of his ability and talent to do what he does. So we've enjoyed that and looking forward to having more of that in the future. Um, RNA especially enjoy that too. And you can see the windows are open in the back because we, we had bets on whether or not we were going to set off the fire alarms that day or not. Uh, so yeah, you can agree with me. That's, that's pretty fantastic content. It's just, it's just phenomenal. And a lot of work goes into these classes. Uh, each week you're thinking about it all week long. What am I going to teach? What am I going to prepare? And, um, so if you get a chance, thank a, a teacher near you for the work they're doing, even if, even if you don't have kids in the class. But they're raising the next generation. We've seen, hey, even if the, the, the baptisms we've had over the past year in the younger crowd, there's been quite a handful. And even if the Sunday school program can take a 10% piece of credit from that, we'll take it. That's fantastic. That's God doing a work in the lives of those kids. But, hey, if we're supporting that and, and supplementing that, praise the Lord for that. It's just awesome. Uh, youth events. Um, I'll touch on this real fast, and then we'll we'll end it here. Uh, for the 13 and up group, we've had a ball this this year, and we haven't done as many as we wanted to. And and everybody can attend each one, and uh, you know I get it, it's fine. But we've had a good time, and we've enjoyed it. So a couple of pictures here for you. Uh, some some happy faces in the top right, some rough characters in the bottom left. Um, so. Uh, we, there's been lots of hiking done. It's been fun. And, you know, a quick testimony. We, we always pray before we start out. And uh, this was a hike from yesterday. And um, we're walking along, and a, a dead limb out of a tree just crashes down right in the middle of our group, right in inches from, from some of our guys. And, uh, you know, we just we all said, thank you, Lord. Appreciate it. And it's God's grace. And we kept on hiking. Uh, so he's good. Some more youth events here, more hiking. This is South Mountain State Park, and then lots and lots of ice cream afterwards. Uh, more more hiking, some fires, and, and just good fellowship around uh, bonfires and whatnot. So we've enjoyed it. and got, got some exciting things planned for next year that we hope to, to implement. So I'm down to the end. Thank you for your trust, and please keep the teachers and your students in prayer. We, we certainly need it. Uh, we want to be led as we go about. I, I don't set, I don't set uh, but Barry doesn't set a curriculum or, or something in place. The teachers are sovereign, if you will, to find the Lord's will and... Um, uh, on what they need to teach and what they, what they feel like they should teach. So you pray for them, pray for us, that we can find that as well and be teaching the right things and, and things that he wants us to have your children here. As always, and the last thing I'll say is we welcome and really highly encourage your feedback. So feel free to bring it to me, bring it to one of the teachers, tell us what you think, um, good, bad, ugly. Hopefully it's constructive, and uh, we'll take it. We really need it, so we appreciate that. All right, that's all I've got. Thank you very much. Amen. Let's stand. We're going to ask the ushers to come at this time. Thank you, Brother Peter and the rest of our Sunday school uh, teachers. That is an extremely important job. Amen. So we appreciate all their diligence uh, with that. Brother Jeff, if you could ask the blessing on the offering.
We need you, Lord, right now. We need you, Lord. We need you, Lord, right now. We lift our hands. Bow our knees and worship at your throne. We need you, Lord. We need you, Lord. Right now. I need you, Lord. of the Lord and uh, for all of you that are here and those that are listening and uh, forgive me for uh, just I'm going to take a couple of uh, minutes just real briefly here uh, before we have brother Jim Naimichi come uh, this morning and speak um, I wanted to first of all uh, pay tribute to our veterans who are here and uh, for all of you veterans that are here today uh, would you stand I know brother Bill is here brother Keith uh, is here, and Brother Smith, Brother Tom Ward, Brother uh, Ron Knobloch. Uh, we appreciate each one of them and uh, their service. Uh, Brother Fulcher uh, was some of you have probably seen on social media. Uh, he's 96 years old this year, and one now becoming one of the oldest living uh, survivors of D-Day. And uh, they paid honor to him. Uh, there was a two-star general who... Uh, we had pictures made uh, on Friday, on uh, Veterans Day, and uh, there were several uh, articles that were done, written about him, and so forth, and uh, so we were honored to be a part of that on Friday. Um, also, too, I wanted to uh, mention to you this morning, uh, Sister Connie Hughes is not here. She's not well and just got a hold of me here. Brother uh, Peter mentioned already this is Sister Julia Clayville's birthday. Uh, is she here? She is here. Sister Julia, God bless you, and we appreciate you very much. And then Autumn Pugh's birthday, right? This Friday. This coming Friday? Wow. Okay. I had it written down for today. November uh, 10th was the Chris and Keisha's uh, anniversary, right? And they were not here when I announced that. How many years? Ten years. Wow. Wonderful. God bless you. We appreciate you both. November 11th was Aiden Stevens' birthday, right? 
And November 12th was Brother Bill's birthday, correct? Brother Bill, God bless you. And November 14th is Josiah Mayle's birthday, right? How old is Josiah? Seven years old. All right, God bless you. Um, also as well, uh, Noah, if you would come on up here and be ready here. I wonder, I don't know whether I could or not, but do you think I could get Annie to come on up here? Annie, I want to ask you a question. You think you could do that? No. All right, let me ask you the question anyway, Annie. Would you rather have a baby brother or a baby sister? A brother. She wants to have a baby brother. So we're going to have to wait and find out a little bit, but we are excited. We're excited that it's going to be a baby brother or a baby sister. Now, Noah was going to come up. Here he is. God's been dealing with this young man, and I like to encourage that. Noah's going to sing a song for us, and he's going to give a brief testimony. We'll probably do more of that later on. But, Noah, welcome this morning. I just wanted to give a quick testimony. Um, won't take up too much time. Um, for Since I was five... I've always played sports, and it's been a big part of my life. I've played three seasons of sports every year since I was five years old. and I've been heavily involved with our Optimus program, and I do refing for work. So it's just been a big part of my life. And uh, this past uh, week when I was at South Carolina camp, I was just, God was really moving on me and really dealing with my heart. Um, when I got home, I... Woke up and I was just crying. I didn't know why. And I, I really thought about it and I prayed about it. And the Lord just told me, he, he said I needed to just quit sports. And so um, I texted my coach that night and I quit uh, basketball and football and soccer, which was really, really hard for me. Um, when I was at camp, I was, uh, I've always been surrounded by music. My family's real musical, but I've never been uh, really into music and I've always wanted to be able to sing and write songs. And so at camp, I was praying that uh, the Lord would, like, um, help me to write songs. And so uh, after I uh, quit sport, quit playing football and basketball and soccer, and um, a song just came to me, and so I wrote it down. I want to play it for y'all. Musicians will have to forgive me. I needed to say, too, uh, the song, it's inspired by the story uh, of the boy that didn't know how to pray, and he was at the altar just singing his ABCs. So. Desire will show through The Lord's done it for me And He'll do the same for you I'll sing my ABCs Lord, please understand me I don't have the words to say Still I'm on my knees to pray No 
No matter what I face, I know the altar is my place. I'll look, I'll look to you and sing my ABCs. Though trials are before me, I will not turn around. In the arms of Jesus, I know I'm safe and sound. I'll keep on walking towards Him, searching for the promised place. I'm following His footsteps, living only by His grace. Singing A B C, Lord, please understand me. I don't have the words to say. Still, I'm on my knees to pray. No matter what I face, I know the altar is my place. I'll look to you and sing my ABCs. I'll look to you and sing my ABCs. Hallelujah. Wonderful. So it looks like I'm the only person here probably who hasn't sung a special. This is wonderful. We appreciate all the gifts and talents and seeing those developed. Now, um, we're going to stand in just a moment and just have a word of prayer and sing a chorus and uh, have Brother Jim to come. But I wanted to mention also Sister Rachel Pritchard, uh, was here this morning and had to go back home. Her father had surgery uh, about a week, 10 days ago, and uh, has had kidney problems and so forth. And today he was brought back to the ER uh, this morning suddenly. And uh, her, his father had passed away from a sudden heart attack a number of years ago. So uh, Sister Rachel was quite concerned, and her mother called. Uh, so her and Ben and the family are on their way back. Uh, there today. So if you don't mind remembering that need in prayer uh, today. And uh, also, uh, we're glad to have uh, the Ashongs uh, here today. Brother Tim is going in tomorrow morning uh, for surgery around 630. Uh, and uh, we're, we're trusting that the Lord will undertake for him. And I'd like to say this, that uh, when, when they do a, a test for uh, any problems with uh, prostate, it's a TSA test. And uh, they take it from the blood. And Brother Tim's reading, uh, when he first came over here, uh, his reading was what number, sister? 56.7. And that's extremely high. Uh, The test result that she showed me just a few minutes ago said that his TSA was like 15? Nine. Nine. And we are very thankful for that. And there's one little place that is malignant there, and the rest of it is is non-malignant. So uh, we're just uh, we're just really thanking God for Tim's progress, and he's been able to travel and minister and uh, so forth. And uh, so he'll be doing surgery. Now we're running into a little bit of a an issue with immigration dates because he has a six-month visa. Uh, he's going to have to leave the country for a little bit and come back again and t- in, during this recovery. Uh, so uh, you pray for him that God will undertake for him. 
and uh, we're thankful that it's all come together. His surgery was completely paid for by uh, our assembly here, plus brothers all over the country uh, who sent offerings to cover the expenses of the surgery, and so uh, that's, that's been miraculous. It was around $90,000 is what they originally charged, and they reduced the fee to about $11,000. Uh, in order, you know, because he's a, a foreigner and uh, just many, many other things have come together and we're, we're very thankful for that and we're glad to have them with us today. So, uh, if you don't mind remembering that tomorrow morning around 6.30 is when he's going to be, uh, having, uh, having the surgery. So, we appreciate that. Now, Brother Jim Niamici is going to minister for us this morning. Brother Jim is a senior pastor in the country of Ghana and uh, very well known, very well respected. Um, about a year ago, and I don't remember the exact dates, Brother Jim uh, had a, an aneurysm, had a problem in his brain, and they had to actually open it up in order to have pressure reduction uh, in order for him to live. And during that time, Brother Tim Ashong went to Brother Jim and stayed with him for a week and prayed for him the whole time that he would make it through, and he did and had a complete recovery, and you'll see today uh, he's going to come and minister for us. So when Brother Tim was going to go in for surgery, Brother Jim found out, came over to the country here, and is going to stay with Brother uh, Tim and has been visiting through this week to pray for him. And uh, So we're just honored to have Brother Jim this morning. But that's the kind of respect that they have for each other, and uh, Brother Tim uh, is just a real, to me, he's a real soldier of the cross, uh, and has served uh, all over the world and has a great report and great testimony. And so we're honored to be able to play a little part uh, in helping uh, with Brother Tim. And uh, with Brother Jim, uh, we've known Brother Jim for many, many years. He's been here before to minister, and uh, so we're excited to have him today. Let's stand to our feet. Let's sing that little chorus, Have Your Way, this morning as we begin. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this opportunity we have to be able to come in your presence today, Lord. We are thankful, Lord Jesus, for your blessing upon this assembly, Lord, and how, Father, many people have been helped. And we know that's just your grace, Lord. It's not us. It's not our intellectual ability or anything else, Lord. It's just your grace that's extended, Lord, to people that are in need. And, Father, today, again, we remember those folks, Lord, that have a special need, Lord, and need that touch that only you can give. We think of Rachel Pritchard's father today and ask you, Lord, just to be with him and, Lord, be with the family. We pray that Sister Rachel and Brother Ben might be used of you to say a word, Lord, to give hope and, Father, to encourage their family. Father, be with them, we pray. We thank you for having Brother Tim with us over these last few months, Lord, and now as he faces surgery tomorrow, Lord, we, the very best thing we can do is commit him into your hands. We ask your blessing upon him, Lord. And we, we would prefer that, Lord, he would not have to go through that surgery at all. But, Lord, we know that healing comes through a variety of means. And we're going to trust you, Lord, that his healing would be complete and total and speedy, Lord. Be with him, I pray, through the day tomorrow. Bless this service now and all that's done. May it bring glory and honor to you in the wonderful and holy name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Amen. Brother Aaron is down preaching at Brother Burley's today and uh, helping Brother Burley because he's got to go through another surgery again today or this week himself. So we're going to turn over to Brother Jim. Let's sing Have Your Way.
resurrection morning we are reminded of your victory over death and the powers of darkness we thank you Lord Jesus to be alive today it's by your grace and your mercy that we are still here let your grace continue to undertake for us and for all those who are looking up to you around the world bless them keep them sustain them Some are in prisons on account of your word. Some are in difficult situations and circumstances because of their stand for your righteous word. Father, may you stand by them. And be with us this morning in the delivery of the word and sharing testimonies and things that you want done. Shut my mouth when we have had enough. Be with us, Lord. Inspire us to speak and inspire us to hear and understand. I ask for your favor in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Please take your seats for a while. Uh, The relationship of this church and my country dates back to so many years ago when the pastor's wife came as a young missionary with a dad and others, and that was so many years ago. So I'm not surprised that God has given her a missionary-minded husband. (laughs) We thank God for that. Um, I overheard the pastor mention that uh, some time back I had a terrible attack, November 21st, which will be exactly two years ago. It was the grace and mercy of God that saw me through. And as he mentioned, Brother Timothy Ashon stood with me in the hospital, prayed with me, and people all around the world were praying for me. It was a very serious case of what they call subdural hematoma or, or brain aneurysm. Blood was oozing into my brain continuously, and my head was spinning, and the pain was so excruciating, no painkiller could help. And yet, uh, my blood, I had taken a, a, a spring, and it had 
thinned down my blood. So it, it made it very difficult for the surgery to take place. Uh, so long as my blood will not coagulate at the right time. And so they kept postponing it. And meanwhile, the blood kept flowing in and flowing in and flowing in. And by the, pray, the prayers of the saints and the mercy of God and inter, intervention of God kept me alive and I had a successful surgery. And by the grace of God, nothing is wrong with me except that I have two scars, two big scars here. They, they drilled holes through my cranium, my skull, wow. one here, and about 600 mils of blood splashed out of this hole, the bare hole here, and this other one, about 50 or so mils of blood. And I had to lay on my back with catheters, pass through my brain to drain out the remainder of the blood. It was such a terrible experience. Every, every light in the hospital room was a rainbow. And um, my toothpaste, that was white, was red. I saw everything differently. And my, this side of my, this right palm and the fingers were numb. And everything was spinning and spinning and spinning. Uh, it looked like I was just going to go. I noticed that I got to a point I could see a dark door as it were. And I understood when Brother Branham said there's a dark door before us. I could see that dark door. It was like if I stepped into that door and it got shut, that would be it. There was no way I could come back. But the prayers of the saints held me back and I couldn't enter that door. But I wasn't afraid. I noticed that at that point, you get to know whether you are a believer or not. At that point. And I wasn't afraid to go. Somehow, it was like, it was like just slipping through and just taking it easy. By the grace and mercy of God, I know that I have not finished what I'm supposed to do on earth. So the Lord kept me alive. And I want to thank him for his mercy and grace and for the prayers of the saints. So I'm confident that what he did for me, he will do for my brother as well. And so we are holding the fort by the grace of God. It shall be done. Amen. I would also like to thank this church on behalf of my people because uh, recently we got uh, very well, uh, well-bound church aid books as well as Bibles from Raberry and this congregation. And uh, we want to appreciate you for, for that. It's been of tremendous help because the way is done, it makes reading easier, and also you can remember, you know, it makes studying the seven church ages easier, and uh, I'm sure some of you may have worked on these, uh, and the Lord richly bless and reward you for your sacrifice in making the word of the Lord available. I believe if people study the church age book, it's a summary of the entire of what we stand for. 
The seven church aid book is a summary of all what we stand for. Every question is answered over in that church aid book. Amen. I found out that um, people have become very lazy in studying the Bible. Very lazy in studying the Bible and in studying the message of the hour. But the Lord has made it so easy. In our day, when we first came into the message, we will have one message book, we'll pass it around, and sometimes we sit down and copy in order to have your own copy. And, uh, but today, we have a message hub and uh, the tablet and this, that. And, but it is rather the time people have become very lazy. If we know what God has given us, the spiritual tools he's given us in the form of the message of the hour to combat the antichrist spirit, the demonic spirits that are working in the world today. If we know what God has given us, the weapons of our warfare, how he's equipped the bride of Jesus Christ with his word to be able to stand against the wiles of the devil and stand our grounds, we will be studying this message over and over and over. And we'll be listening to the voice of God as much as possible. People are talking about uh, pressing play. I agree with it. And yet, there, is, there has to be room for the fivefold ministry. Absolutely. We have to keep that balance. I listen to, I press play. I've been pressing play over 50 years now. I don't need somebody to tell me to press play because that is my food. That's the food of my soul. And by the way, who should direct what should be played? We depend on the Holy Spirit. It doesn't have to be some kind of, uh, uh, well, let me leave that. So, praise the Lord. Um, I have been asking myself, why is it that people can go so far and turn around and begin to fight the very message that brought them where they are? And I realized that there is something. Prophet of God preached God being misunderstood. The spirit of misunderstanding. If you do not get the revelation of what the prophet of God is talking about, you are bound to misunderstand. And if you do not understand, the enemy will dig at you. So, I want us to study for a short time. We are pressed for time. Um, the spirit of understanding. And we are taking from our lesson from Matthew chapter 13. The same thing can be found in Mark chapter uh, 4. It's the simple parable of the sower. Jesus knew whatever would be happening to every age when the, the sower, the messenger of the age will sow the word. He knew what would be happening. 
Every church age, the same thing happens to the message that will be sown. Matthew chapter 13, I'm reading from the first verse. May the Lord bless his word as we study together. Amen. And I know you have a very able ministry here already. So I'm not bringing anything new. It's just what re-echoing what has been brought forth unto us in this age and what has been ably um, re-echoed by the pastor and the ministers in this church. The same day when Jesus out of the house and sat by the seaside, great multitudes were gathered together unto him so that he went into a ship and sat. And the whole multitude stood on the shore. And he spake many things unto them in parables, saying, Behold, a sower went forth to sow. In another place he says, Son of man sowed. And when he sowed, some, some seeds, and if you notice that in KJV, it's in italics. It means it wasn't part of the original, but they put it in there to, to help understanding. So, some cease. Amen. Fell by the wayside, and the fowls came and devoured them up. We all know. Jesus has interpreted the word to us that the seed is the word of God. So in every age, God speaks through his servant. The same parable applies to every age, especially our age. Some fell upon stony places where they had not much earth and forthwith they sprang up because they had no deepness of earth. That's where our prophet said, people don't dig deep enough to strike revelation. When the sun was up, they were scorched, and because they had no root, no foundation, they withered away. And some fell among thorns, and the thorns sprang up and choked them. But other fell into good ground and brought forth fruit, some one hundredfold, some sixtyfold, and some thirtyfold. It's interesting if you compare Mark and Matthew, the same parallel scriptures, you find out that uh, where uh, Matthew starts with 100% going down. Mark starts with the lowest going up. And you might think it's a contradiction. It's not. It's the same thing. Amen. All right. So, there's eight. But other fell into good ground and brought forth fruit, some an hundredfold, some sixtyfold, Psalm 34, who have ears to hear, let him hear. Amen. Amen. 
Amen. And the disciples came and said unto him, Why speakest thou unto them in parables? He answered and said unto them, Because it is given unto you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven. But to them it is not given. Praise the Lord. If it's given to you to understand the mysteries of the kingdom, you should count yourself blessed. Amen. For whosoever hath to him shall be given. He shall have more abundance. But whosoever have not from him shall be taken away even that he hath. Therefore speak I to them in parables, because they seeing see not, and hearing they hear not, neither do they understand. That's where my subject is, spirit of, of understanding. Spirit of understanding. In them is fulfilled the prophecy of Isaiah, which saith, By hearing ye shall hear, and shall not understand. Notice many times Jesus is stressing that word, understand. Hearing you shall hear, but shall not understand. And seeing ye shall see, and shall not perceive. For these people's heart is wax grows, and their ears are dull of hearing. The eyes they have closed, lest at any time they should see with their eyes and hear with their ears, and should understand again with their heart, and should be converted, and I should heal them. But blessed are your eyes, for they see, and your ears, for they hear. Verily I say unto you, that many prophets and righteous men have desired to see these, those things which ye see, and have not seen them, and, and to hear those things which ye hear, and have not heard them. Hear ye therefore, the parable of the sower. Hallelujah. Then he begins to break down. Please take your seats and let me keep standing. When anyone heareth this, the word of the kingdom, the word of the kingdom, like God sent Brother Branham to bring to us in our day, when anybody hears the word of the kingdom, Jesus is interpreting his own parable, and understandeth it not, then cometh the wicked one and catcheth away that which was sown in his heart. This is he which received seed by the wayside. I just want to stop there and um, 
continue with other scriptures on the same subject of understanding. Prophet of God has taught us God being misunderstood. Think of Joseph and Mary. Joseph and Mary. According to Deuteronomy 22, if a man got engaged to a girl and she, she broke that engagement, she ought to be stoned to death. The Jew, Brother Branham, said, the Bible is an Eastern book. So to understand that kind of engagement, it's not like what we do here in the Western world, where you pick a rose flower and kneel at and then present it to a lady and say, will you marry me? And she says, yes, I will. And we call that engagement. A Jewish engagement or betrothal was a very formal thing. It was a very formal thing. I undertook studies on that. Very formal. Same as marriage. Except that they wait until the lady came to maturity. So, to break that engagement was the same as breaking the marital vow. So Joseph was going to put Mary away because she was pregnant. Before they came together, before they had their wedding. And therefore, there was no way Mary could convince Joseph. She said everything she knew to say. An angel visited and so I said, hey Mary. Don't pull the wool over my eyes. Confess your sins. I, I will forgive you. I will put you away privately. There was just no way for Mary to explain herself to Joseph. It took the spirit of God to reveal to Joseph. Amen. It took the Holy Ghost to reveal to Joseph the Almighty God sent an angel and gave Joseph a dream. And in the dream, he, he may have gone to the scriptures, Isaiah seven fourteen, A virgin shall conceive and give birth to a son and you shall call his name Emmanuel. So the angel of the Lord came and stood with the written word and explained it to Joseph in a dream, in a secondary way, because there was no prophet to interpret it for him. Amen. So, that was the only way Joseph could understand the situation. It took a divine intervention that was God's provided way of making himself clear. Sure. Amen. Sure. So, a lot is going on around the entire message. Instead of jumping after the bandwagon uh, and not knowing which direction to go and getting yourself confused, why don't you do what Joseph did? He may have prayed and said, Lord, Give me understanding of this situation. I don't understand why this is. And Mary looks so innocent in her face. I don't want to do something wrong, Lord. So help me. Amen. If any of you lacks wisdom, the Bible says, yeah. ask God who will give you 
without upbraiding you. Things don't just happen. God knows our needs, but he says we should ask. If anybody lacks wisdom, he says we should ask. Solomon, we can go back to 1 Kings chapter 3. In the days of Solomon, who had taken over from his father David, Solomon had sacrificed so much and then uh, he had taken the place of David, a very famous, powerful king, and he realized his insufficiency in continuing that kind of a ministry. So, he had sacrificed and in Gibeon, verse 5 down, 1 Kings chapter 3, from verse 5. In Gibeon, the Lord appeared to Solomon in a dream by night, and God said, Ask what I shall give thee. And Solomon said, Thou hast showed unto thy servant David, my father, great mercy, according as he walked before thee in truth and in righteousness and in uprightness of heart with thee. Thou hast kept for him this great kindness, that thou hast given him a son to sit on his throne as it is this day. And now, O Lord, my God, thou hast made thy servant king instead of David, my father, and I am but a little child. I know not how to go out or come in. And thy servant is in the midst of thy people, which thou hast chosen, a great people that cannot be numbered nor counted for multitude. Give therefore thy servant an understanding heart to judge thy people, that I may discern between good and bad. For what, for who is able to judge this Thy so great a people. And the speech pleased the Lord. That Solomon had asked this thing. And God said unto him. Because thou hast asked this thing. And hast not asked for thyself long life. Neither hast thou uh, asked riches for thyself. Nor hast asked the life of thine enemies. But hast asked for thyself understanding to discern judgment. Behold, I have done according to thy words. Lo, I have given thee a wise and an understanding heart, so that there was none like thee before thee, neither after thee shall any arise like unto thee. And I have also given thee that which thou hast not asked. Amen. Our God is able to give exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think. Amen. So I have also given thee that which thou hast not asked, both riches and honor, so that there shall not be any among the kings like unto thee all thy days. If thou wilt walk in my ways to keep my statutes and my commandments, as thy father David did walk, then I will lengthen thy days. Solomon woke up, and lo, behold, it was a dream. Amen. 
And he came to Jerusalem and stood before the ark of the covenant of the Lord and offered up burnt offerings and offered peace offerings and, and made a feast to all his servants. Amen. So Solomon asked for the spirit of understanding yes. and discernment to yes. be able to judge between right and wrong. Amen. And these are all things that we all need. Praise the Lord. Because so much is going on in the name of the message. And so much is going against the message. And it's all because people do not have a revelation of who a prophet is. You have to have a revelation of whoever qualifies for a prophet. If a person is unscriptural, how can that person be called a true prophet of the living God? For Brother Branham to qualify as a prophet of the most high God, he has to be a scriptural prophet. The word of the Lord always comes to a prophet. Jeremiah chapter 18 and verse 18. The Bible says, if you want wisdom, go to a wise man. But if you want the word of the Lord, go to the prophet. So the true interpretation of the word of God for each age comes to God's provided prophet for that age. And if we do not have a true understanding or revelation of who a true prophet of God is, we begin to put them under the radar and be judging them. Amen. We go back. to uh, We continue on to the book of Jeremiah. We want to read chapter 3. Jeremiah chapter 3 and verse 15. Talking about the spirit of understanding. Jeremiah chapter 3, verse 15. The word of the living God came to his prophet Jeremiah, who was ordained a prophet from his mother's womb. He didn't learn to be a prophet. He didn't fast to be a prophet. He was ordained, predestinated to be a prophet of the living God. And I will give you pastors according to mine heart, which shall feed you with knowledge and understanding. That saith the Lord. I will give you, my children, pastors who feed you with knowledge and understanding. What is wisdom? Wisdom is the right application of knowledge. And I will give you pastors who feed you with knowledge and understanding. A typical case was in the book of Nehemiah. Turn quickly backwards to Nehemiah. And uh, I, I really enjoyed studying that. You know, Brother Abraham said God used him as um, somebody with a key to a variety store. He opened a store and we enter in and we explore the things that are given, freely given to us by the Lord. So the door has been opened and then we enter in and uh, 
we explore the things that God has given us. And that is uh, Nehemiah chapter chapter 8. Very interesting thing. Sometimes, you know, when Brother Abraham says, when we are reading the Bible, we should stand up. We think it's, it's kind of a ritual. But we are going to see that even that is in the Bible. Book of Nehemiah chapter 8. And all the people gathered themselves. That was after they were rebuilding the walls of Jerusalem. The broken walls of Jerusalem and everything was fixed. And now they had this special meeting, revival meetings. And all the people gathered themselves together as one man into the street that was before the water gate. And they spake unto Ezra the scribe to bring the book of the law of Moses, which the Lord had commanded to Israel. And Ezra the priest brought the law before the congregation, both of men and women, and all that could hear with understanding. Amen? Upon the first day of the seventh month, and he read therein before the street that was before the water gate from the morning until midday before the men and the women and those that could understand and the ears of all the people were attentive unto the book of the law. And Ezra the scribe stood upon a pulpit of wood which they had made for the purpose. And beside him stood Mattathiah, Shema, Ananiah, Urijah, Hilkiah, Messiah on his right hand and on his left hand, Pediah, Mishael, Malchiah, and Hashub, and Hashbadana, Zechariah, and Meshulam. And Ezra opened the book in the sight of all the people, for he was above all the people. And when he opened it, all the people stood up. Amen. So when you hear God's prophet saying, when we are reading this book, we should stand up, see it in the Bible. I'm telling you, this prophet God gave us was a scriptural prophet. How many who raise both hands and say amen to that? He was a scriptural prophet. So if you reject a scriptural prophet, it's like rejecting God himself. Yeah, that's what it is. Ezra, so Ezra blessed the Lord, the great God, and all the people answered, and all the people answered, Amen, Amen. So that shows you are in church, and the word of the living God is coming to you. Amen, it's not just a one-way affair. It's a two-way affair. So, you enjoy the word and you say amen, amen with lifting up of their hands. That's what the Bible says here. Amen, amen with lifting up their hands and they bow their heads and worship the Lord with their faces to the ground. The word of the Lord is preached to them. That is the duty of the minister and the congregation respond by saying amen and shouting and enjoying the word and worshiping the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. And also Joshua and Beni and Sherebiah, Jamin, Akub, 
Shebethai, Hodaja, Messiah, Kelita, Azariah, Josebed, Hanan, Pelaya, and the Levites. Listen to this. They caused the people to understand the law. Yeah. And the people stood in their place. See, they took what had been given, broke it down to their level, just as the Lord Jesus took the five loaves of bread and the two fishes, blessed it. He could have distributed it himself, but he had respect for his own chosen servants. So he handed over the blessed bread and fish to the apostles, and they broke it down according to the eating capacity of each person. They broke big ones for people with big bellies, you know. And broke little pieces for the little children. That is what the fivefold ministry is to do. To take the review word, break it down to the lowest level so that everybody will come to understand. Because if you do not understand, that's when the enemy will come and poke at it and take it out of you. So it is the ministry, I will give you pastors who will feed you with knowledge and what? Understanding. That's what the prophet said. If you, he says, Satan is sly and sleek. So if you get any kind of revelation, compare it to the scriptures from Genesis to Revelation and consult your pastor. But people fail to do this. And then before we realize it, the enemy has taken us and we are off our foundation. So they caused the people to understand the law and the people stood in their place. So they read in the book in the law of God distinctly. They read in the book of the Lord distinctly and gave the sense Amen? That is not, that, this is not suggesting that they were parrots. Parrots that were only repeating things. They had to catch the revelation themselves. They have to pray for understanding themselves and then break it down so that every person could come to the same level of understanding. So they read in the law of God distinctly, gave the signs, and caused them to understand the reading. A lot of people came into the message following the supernatural signs, the, the pictures, this, that, and the other, without getting to the bottom of it, praying over and catching the revelation and understanding what God was saying. That's the reason winds of doctrines can blow them off their feet. But if you dug deep enough and built your revelation on the solid rock and your experience is a personal relationship between you and the living God, nobody can talk you out of it. That's why the prophet of God said nobody has the right to preach the gospel except you have met God at the backside of the desert where nobody can explain it away from you. God wants to bring his children to that place 
of solid commitment and revelation. Amen. So that nobody, if everybody will go, you stand alone. Amen. You will stand alone because there's nowhere you can go. The disciples, when Jesus said what he said, they did not understand it, but they, they believed it. Except ye eat my body and drink my blood, you have no life in you. Yeah. And they can easily go to Leviticus chapter 17, yeah. and, and then uh, they will get fundamental doctrines to challenge Jesus. Leviticus 17 says, you should not eat blood, for I have given the blood as an off to make atonement for your souls on the altar. How can you tell us to eat blood when the word of God goes great? Seven Moses met God on Mount Sinai and he brought the word of God and we saw the thundering and lightning and earthquake and everything. And you are telling us to eat blood contrary to what God's word says. They were misunderstanding him. So they left. They all forsook him and fled. And strangely, that verse is in John 6, verse 66. 66. They all forsook him and fled. John 6, verse 66. 66. They got an antichrist anointing upon them. They forsook the very fountain of living waters. And why would Brother Brennan preach broken cisterns? You are forsaken, he says in Jeremiah, you are forsaking me, the fountain of living waters, and you have hewn unto yourselves broken cisterns. So people are now forsaking this fountain of living waters, and what do they substitute? Broken systems full of magos. What can you substitute for this word of the living God? This message of the hour has no substitute. For you can substitute anything for the living God. And this word, this message was Jesus Christ reproduced. How on earth can anybody tell me Jesus Christ the same yesterday and today and forever. Excluding the ministry of Brother Branham. How can anybody tell me that Jesus Christ is truly the same yesterday and today and forever without the ministry of Brother Branham? The last thing that ever happened before Sodom and Gomorrah were burnt. Jehovah, Elohim, talking to Abraham in the tent, revealing the mystery, the secret in Sarah's heart behind him. Amen? Amen. And the next thing was the promised son Isaac was born. Sodom was bent. It is only the ministry of brother Branham that reproduced that and confirmed the same thing to the bride of Jesus Christ. Oh, hallelujah. Making Jesus Christ the same yesterday and today and forever. 
Otherwise, God will be a respecter of persons. Without this ministry filling in the gap, God would have been a respecter of the Jews only and the Samaritans. And we Gentiles wouldn't have had any place. But thank God, this ministry has filled in the gap. So what God did to the Jews, when Jesus revealed the, the secret in their hearts, and did the same for the Samaritans, he has used his prophet to do the same for us Gentiles. Making Jesus Christ the same yesterday and today and forever. Oh, hallelujah. Anytime I hear this prophet's voice, it sends me down on my knees. It draws me closer unto, into this written word, the Bible. So I don't understand how people could be hearing the same prophet and do something else and be bowing down, worshipping images. Yeah. Oh my God. However, I think that too is a positive sign for our message. I remember somebody was saying that you people are Brahmites, you Brahmites, you are worshipping a man. I said, huh? You think so? He said, yeah, you are worshipping a man. He said, do you worship your pastor? He said, no. He said, do you know why? Because there's nothing in him that bears semblance to the Lord Jesus Christ. The reason why people confused Brother Branham for the Lord Jesus Christ was he so represented him in his ministry, that people confuse him for the Lord himself. That is a plus. Amen? That is a plus. It's not a negative thing. We will never worship any man, but to me, that is a positive sign that this message is true. For Revelation John, when the angel interpreted the word to him, he was going to worship the angel. So, all scriptures must be fulfilled. Hallelujah. Amen. Okay, now, the reason we need the spirit of understanding is explained. 1 Corinthians chapter 14, we'll read from verse 18. I'll, I'll hurry up and then 1 Corinthians chapter 14, Paul and the COD, <laughs> the New Testament, at the beginning of the New Testament church, this is Paul's COD, questions and answers. And over in 14, reading from verse 18, he says, I thank my God, I speak with tongues more than ye, ye all Corinthians. I speak in tongues more than ye all Corinthians, ye all. Yet in the church, I had rather speak five words with my understanding that by my voice I might teach others also than 10,000 words in an unknown tongue. You see, you cannot, you cannot correct somebody unless you have more than they have. Paul is saying, I speak in tongues more than you are yet. So he had more than they did and therefore he could correct them. Now these people that are trying to correct God's prophet, what do they have? Sometimes, you know, I say that maybe not even one dream that ever came to pass. 
And you think you qualify to challenge the prophet with this supernatural vindication for 33 years? My goodness. You are, you are not even afraid to walk with hobnail shoes where angels fear to tread? So, Paul is speaking here. Yet in the church, I had rather speak five words with my understanding that by my voice I might teach others also than 10,000 words in an unknown tongue. Sure. Brethren, be not children in understanding. But in understanding, be men. Yeah. We've got to come to maturity. Yeah. Paul said, when I was a child, I spoke as a child, I thought as a child. But when I grew up, I put away childish things. We've got to come to maturity. Amen. We've got to mature out of the things that blowing left and blowing right. Yeah. Oh my God. Now, but that doesn't mean that the message is very easy to follow. Without the spirit of revelation, without the spirit of God, this message is not easy to follow. This great master builder, Paul said, I as a wise master builder, I have laid the foundation and be careful what you build on it. And it's so interesting that the wise master builder spells out Brother Branham's initials. Wise, W, M, master, B, builder, Branham. Yes, we have had a wise master builder too in our day. But Second Peter 3, this is a very interesting scripture. Peter is pointing to people concerning Paul's writings. And I will apply the same thing to the writings of our prophet. Second Peter 3, he has spoken about the destruction of the present world and, and how that God is going to build new heavens and a new earth. But listen to these words. Verse 15. Account that the long suffering of our Lord is salvation. Even as our beloved brother Paul also, according to the wisdom given unto him, hath written unto you, showing that Peter was reading, reading the writings of Paul. Peter was reading the messages of Paul. He was humble enough to accept correction. When Peter rebuked him before the Gentiles, he accepted correction. He did not see himself as having monopoly on the word of the living God. Amen? Now listen to what he is saying. Peter is saying about Paul's writings, as also in all his epistles. So how did Peter know all the epistles of Paul? It means he was following them very seriously. He knew that his brother had such an anointing that gave him a deep insight, deep revelation 
of the word of the Lord and he needed them. We need one another. Amen. So he says in also as in all his epistles speaking in them of these things in which are some things hard to be understood. Which they that are unlearned and unstable rest as they do also the other scriptures unto their own destruction. So we see that Peter is saying here that Paul's writings had certain things very hard to be understood. And because they did not understand, they wrestled them to their own destruction. And exactly the same thing, some of the things that God had Brother Branham to say are very hard to be missed. To be understood. But don't wrestle them. And rest them. And try to give your own opinion. And interpretation. Do what Joseph might have done. When he did not understand what was going on. Daniel read. The book of Jeremiah. And he saw that. Israel was supposed to be in bondage. For 70 years. Daniel chapter 9. He took 21 days fasting. And praying. What was he trying to do? To understand what God had given. And the angel of the Lord was sent to him. He said, since the day you started praying and fasting and waiting on the Lord to understand these things, the visions and everything, I was sent to come and give you understanding. God's angels are still there. We should, whatever you do not understand, don't jump up and, uh, and try to interpret anything. Leave it the way it is. Yeah. But get down on your knees. Brother Branham said you will never preach on hell. He did not understand it. He waited on the Lord till the Lord gave him understanding. We should walk in the footsteps of this prophet. His humility in waiting on the Lord for understanding before he will come before God's children and say, Thus save the Lord. He waited patiently on the Lord. We should not we should not get too busy, but what we will have time to be in the presence of the Lord, to pray over things that we do not understand. And as God's servants will be ministering, and you are listening, the spirit of revelation will strike you. And then you have the stimulation of revelation, and you go, hallelujah! And people may not understand why, because something has opened up. The Lord's grace has opened up something, and then you got to see it. And you are so happy about it. Oh, blessed be the name of the Lord. So this is what God's amazing grace is giving to us. Remember, the serpent, the birds, ate up the seas. And the, the, the Bible, the Lord Jesus himself says, because the people did not have understanding. Do you understand why women are not to cut their hair? Do you understand the main fundamental pillars on which our message stands? Do you understand why you should repent and be baptized 
in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, but not in the titles of Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Do you understand it? Can you take this Bible and explain every message from serpent seed, Godhead, and everything? Can you take this Bible because you have studied it on your knees and God has given you understanding? Do you understand why women are not to wear pants or ungodly garments? Whatever you do, do it with understanding. If you do not understand anything, stay away from it. Prophet said, if there's a question mark in it, stay away from it. I'm not here to attack anybody. But you know, if you see anything in the world becoming a common trend, you must understand that if it were of God, the world would not be following it like that. So that's the way you judge it. See the trend. If everybody is doing the same thing, then you know God cannot be in it. Stay away from it. And we have a prophet for an example in all things that we do. Blessed be the name of the Lord. I, I, I had question marks and said, Lord, help me. We all know that when the 144,000 people, 144,000 Jews that will be converted through Elijah and Moses, he said they, will be, they should be killed. Revelation 5, uh, 5 seal, they should be killed as their brethren. And now, and yet the prophet said they will be servants unto the bride in the millennium. So are they going to have their own private resurrection? Meanwhile, there are how many raptures? Before us, there is a rapture. Our, after our rapture, the next day we hear of Moses and Elijah. But if those people that will believe the message are to be killed like the rest of their brethren, according to the fifth seal, how are they going to be servants unto the bride in the millennium? Certainly, they have to have their own rapture. So, are they going to be caught up with Moses and Elijah as they get caught up? I don't have the answer. I don't know if Barry is following the question. And I'm sure some of you are following the question. I don't have the answer. But I believe it. One time, one hour, we were preparing uh, communion bread, and I heard Deacon, he said, Pastor, I said, yes. He said, you know, Brother Branham said we should add just water to the uh, flour and nothing else. He said, you know what, it struck me that when Jesus was crucified and they pierced his side with a sword, water and blood came out of him. Now the wine represents the blood. So that's why we are left with water. And that's what we add to the flour. And that's all. I said, wow. I never thought of that. So you see, God can use even a foolish ass to speak to an avaricious prophet. If we get low down, 
Sometimes God will use our little children to teach us. God wants us to be humble. Humble ourselves. And then get on our knees. And if we do not understand, ask God humbly. Don't fight nobody. People are just fulfilling what they, they, they are just playing the role they are supposed to play. Judas was supposed to betray the Lord. People are doing what they are supposed to do. So you concentrate on what you are supposed to do rather than attacking people that are fulfilling their role. We are also called unto a higher calling. So may God help us also to fulfill our role so that our lives will be a rebuke so that God will use our lives filled by the power of his resurrection. Amen? To be, to, 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 uh, to put them to silence, to put the critics to silence by conducting ourselves to the best of our knowledge, by humility, by prayer, by studying the word of God and asking God for the spirit of understanding. I'm concluding. James chapter 1. So, if any man lacks wisdom, if any man lacks understanding, before I conclude that, let me just forgive me for this. This is a very important one I don't want to miss. Ephesians chapter 1. Paul's prayer for the Ephesian Christians. Abraham says that, Paul could not teach the Corinthians very deep things, but he could teach the Ephesians very deep things because the Corinthians were modern-day Pentecostals that are chasing gifts, that were chasing gifts. We don't chase gifts. Gifts are supposed to chase us. They are to follow us. We don't follow them. They are to follow us. Ephesians chapter 1 from verse 15 Paul praying for the church that God had used him to establish in chapter 19, Acts chapter 19 we know there were 12 God's number of foundation 12 people received the baptism of the Holy Ghost to start the Ephesian church God's number foundation number is 12 There were 12 people that received it. Wherefore, verse 15, Ephesians 1 from verse 15. Wherefore, I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and love unto all the saints, cease not to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers. Hallelujah. He was constantly praying for his converts. We must pray for one another. If sometimes you are praying and God seems to be laying somebody's name on your heart, pray for them. Just now, I I just got a quick message and it says there's a brother Enoch Tutundi. Who? Bratim? Or is that? Does anybody know Brat Enoch Tutundi? I think he's from Zimbabwe. 
He's just been rushed to the hospital with a kind of a heart condition or something. And he said, we should pray for that brother Enoch Tutundi. And um, believers started praying and he said, he has started talking. Praise the Lord. There is power in prayer. Amen. Wherefore I also, when I heard, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and love unto all the saints, cease not to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. Spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. The eyes of your understanding. So our understanding has got eyes. But those eyes are blinded. The God of this evil world has blinded the the, the eyes of understanding. That's why the people are not serving him. And that's why people are forsaking the word of the hour. The God of this evil age blind their eyes. But he says, I cease not to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling. What is the hope of his calling? The rapture. Amen. So that we are not serving God in vain. We are are serving him with a purpose in mind. Hallelujah. We are holding on to a promise. And because of that promise, we persevere. Regardless of what we go through. Christ Jesus, because of the joy that was set before him, endured the cross, despising the shame. While he looked beyond the cross and he saw victory over death and souls coming into the kingdom of God because of that supreme sacrifice. And because of that set before him, he endured. So we've got to set the goal of first rapture before us and then we endure whatever trial we go through. We know that death in the flesh will carry us home and we will enter into eternal youth. Eternal youth. Never more to be sick again. Hallelujah. Never more to grow. Growth is a sign of death. Angels don't grow. They are just what they have been. And we are going to be like angels. We are not going to grow. Never grow. We will never, we will never lose our teeth. We will not need any dentists over there. You think the angels in heaven, they have dentists? No. Or they have restaurants over there in heaven? Oh, my the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling and what the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. Look at the things Paul says that the people should, he's praying that they will know. First, we have seen that they will understand, have a revelation of who Jesus Christ really is. 
And what the riches of the glory of the, his inheritance in the saints. They are rich promises. By these rich promises, we overcome. And so that our, our father is, is rich. Amen. Our father is rich. The Lord Jesus Christ had no bank account when he was here on earth. When he was uh, accosted to pay his uh, bills, he had his savings in the mouth of a fish. (laughs) Oh my. He sent them and they went there and fished it out and he paid his bills. He didn't have to hoard anything. Whatever he needed, he spoke for it. And we are coming to a supernatural supply of our needs. The Lord God of Elijah will take care of us. When the squeeze comes down to where we are pressed out, he says, watch for the third pudding. What is that? The spoken word of authority. Let there be salad and this, that. And this, that. <laughs> oh my. Amen. All things are possible. And the third thing, and what is the exceeding greatness of his power to us, Lord, who believe? He wants, he prayed for them that they might know the exceeding greatness of his power toward us. God's great supernatural power is directed to work on our behalf. Amen. But do we see it? Can we get a revelation of it? Can we understand that that is the case? Then you will never be afraid of anything. All what you need to do is to stay in close link with him. And he takes care. Now if we have the mind of Christ, should we fear anything? I was amazed as I saw. I was wondering, Brother Barry, how could people in the days of Moses construct a sanctuary exactly like Moses alone saw on, mount, on the mountain? And the Lord said, go down and make one exactly like this one. Moses could not have done that on his own. But the Lord anointed people with divine skills. So that they constructed those things exactly as God wanted them. And when the sanctuary was completed or the tabernacle in the wilderness, the tent in the wilderness was completed, the glory of God came in to show that it was done apparent. And how could they, at the days of Solomon, how could they construct that building to meet divine specifications till the glory of God came in. Hallelujah. And the ministers could not even enter and minister. How could they do it? It was the anointing of God upon chosen vessels. And God's anointing can come upon anyone. If we are yielded to him, he can anoint us to accomplish whatever this church needs to do to support whatever needs to be supported. So that we will know, Paul prayed for them, that they might know the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. 
And what is the exceeding greatness of his power to us what, who believe according to the working of his mighty power? Now, how was that mighty power demonstrated? I'm concluding. Which he wrought in Christ. When he raised him from the dead. And set him at his own right hand in the heavenly places. Far above all principality and powers. And might and dominion and every name that is named. Not only in this world but also in that which is to come. Hallelujah. And he has put all things under his feet. And gave him to be the herd over all things to the church, the bride, which is his body, the fullness of him that filleth all in all. We give the glory to Jesus and tell of his love and tell of his love. We give all the glory to Jesus and tell of his wonderful love. Oh, the glory to Jesus and tell of his love. the glory to Jesus and tell of his wonderful we give all the glory to Jesus and tell of his love and One last time, let's sing it to the glory of God. The glory to Thee. And tell of His wonderful love. We give. The glory to Jesus. Give all the glory to Jesus. The tell of His wonderful love. Amen. I've come this far, I find no fault, I feel like going on. I've come this far, I find no fault, I feel like going on. Though trials may press us, troubles all around. I've come this far. I find no. F- Some people have found so many faults, but 
I've come this far, I find no fault, I feel like going on. I've come this far, I find no fault, I feel like going on. Don't try us, though. May press us. Troubles are around, all around. I've come this far, I find no fault. I feel like going home. I've come this far. I find the floor. I feel like going home. I've come this far. I find no floor. I feel like going home. No try. May press. Troubles all around. I've come this far, I find no fault, I feel like gold. The last time I've come, God bless you, God bless you, like gold. Come this far, find no fault, feel like gold. No child. Come this far, I find no fault. I feel like going Yes, sir. Hallelujah. Let's just praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Let us lift our hands toward heaven. Praise the Lord. Let's just praise the Lord. Oh, praise the Lord. Let's just lift our hands towards heaven and praise the Lord. Again now. Oh, let's just praise the Lord. Oh, praise the Lord. Let's just lift our hands towards heaven and praise our Lord. Let's just praise the Lord. Of the Lord is in this place. I can feel His mighty power and His grace. I can hear the brush of angels' wings. I see glory on each face. Surely the presence of the Lord is in this place. And now, 
All hail King Jesus All hail Emmanuel He's King of Kings And Lord of Lords Bright morning star And throughout eternity I'm going to praise Him And forevermore I will reign with Him Once again now All hail King Jesus All hail hail Emmanuel He's the King of kings And Lord of lords Bright morning star And throughout eternity I'm going to praise Him And forevermore I will reign with Him How many are glad you got a, got a spiritual understanding today? Brother Bram said it's the thing we should pray for more than anything else. He said a revelation because a revelation establishes a person. And there's, nobody can take that away. Nobody can erase that. Let me tell you, you can have the wisdom of this world and somebody can come along who's wiser and, and uh, give you a, another interpretation and try to add or take away from what you have. But I'll tell you what, when you have a revelation of things, nobody can take that away from you. It's something that God gives and God bestows upon us. I'm grateful for that. I've got a revelation of predestination. I've got a revelation. God is my Father. And I know where I came from. Tells me where I'm going. And the gates of hell can never prevail against it. Yes, I've got a revelation of predestination. I've got a revelation. God is my Father. I know where I came from. Tells me where I'm going. And the gates of hell can never prevail again. Sing it one more time now. Oh, I've got a revelation. gates of hell can never prevail again. 
Hallelujah. Every praise to our God. Let's wind up today. I'll tell you what, I'm glad I came to church today. Because it's always good to be reminded that there's something that we can never have just by being around church and church people. And, uh, you know, with, with uh, something that you can learn on your own. A spiritual understanding is something that God gives. Amen. And for us to possess a spiritual understanding, we ought to say thank you, Lord. Because we know where it comes from. We know, where, we know that only God bestows that. And even Solomon, the Bible says, as Brother Jim was reading, I was looking at those verses there. It says that he followed the statutes of God with all his heart. He, he walked in God's ways. He knew God's ways. He, he understood God's ways. But yet, he prayed and asked God for a spiritual understanding. So just because we're familiar with the Word doesn't mean we should stop there. We should say, God, give me more of an understanding. Give me a greater understanding. Help me walk in a greater light. Help me see things in a more clear way. And we ought to do that. That should be our lifelong passion to ask God to give us a greater understanding of things. Let's sing it this morning. God bless you. Every praise to our God, every word of worship, every praise, every praise is to our God. Sing hallelujah to our God, glory hallelujah to our God. Every praise, every praise. Our God, God, my Savior, God, my healer, God, my deliverer. Yes, He is. Yes, He is. God, my Savior, God, my healer. God, my deliverer, yes, He is. Sing it yes, again now. Well, every praise is to our God, every word of worship in one accord. Every praise, every praise is to our God. Sing hallelujah. To our God, oh glory, hallelujah, is to our God. Every praise, every praise is to our God. God, my Savior, God, my healer, God, my deliverer, yes, He is. Yes, sing it again now. God, my Savior, God, my healer, God, my deliverer. Yes, He is. Yes, He is. Father God, we thank you for this time in your presence today, Lord, and Father, may you just enrich every soul and every heart, Lord, not only today and being in your presence, Lord, and hearing the word of the Lord, but Father, every day may you continue to help us to see, Lord, with eyes that are uh, not focused, Lord, on natural and earthly things, Lord, but rather let us focus upon the things that you're revealing and you're making known, Lord. We believe we're living in a bride age, a specific time, Lord, that you have carved out for your people to see and understand and accumulate 
But all the miracles, all the things being done today, Lord, we believe that you're allowing rapturing faith to be accumulated in our hearts. That, Lord, one day we shall leave here. Lord, we believe, Lord, that you're going to take your people off this earth. How you're going to do it, Lord, and when you're going to do it, that's entirely in your hands. But we believe, Lord, it's going to happen. And, Father God, we are proud and excited to be a part of that number. And, Lord Jesus, may you continue, Lord, to lead us and guide us and help us, Lord, despite our weaknesses and despite our uh, limitations, Lord. We know that you know how to get us there. We're depending on that, Lord. Have your way, we pray. Lord, minister to those who are sick and those who are needy today, Lord. And, Father, again, we commit Brother Tim into your hands and ask, O oh God, that you'd be gracious to him through this day. And, Father, may, if he comes to that operation, Lord, may you guide the hands of the doctor, Lord, and all those who attend to him. And may, Lord, they be guided because they're, they're ministering to a man of God. And so, Lord, we place him into your hands now today. We love you and thank you for your goodness to us. And Lord, bless our fellowship now this afternoon, we pray. In the wonderful and glorious name of Jesus Christ, our Lord, we pray. Amen. And all God's people said, Amen. Sing it as you go this morning. Every praise is due our God. Every work of worship one accord. Every praise, every praise is due our God. Hallelujah to our God. Glory, hallelujah is to our God. Every praise, every praise is to our God. God, my Savior, God, my healer, God, my deliverer. Yes, He God, my Savior, God, my healer, God, my deliverer, yes, He is, yes, He is. Every praise is to our God, every word of worship, one accord, every praise, every praise.